It's the last tune-up for Maryland basketball. You are a Locked On Turf, your daily podcast on the Maryland Turf. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, video content creator for 247 Sports and InsideMarylandSports.com and host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for making us part of your day. And today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. This is the Terps' last chance to tune up before Big Ten play. The Terps have, okay, this game against Coppin State isn't the biggest game of the year, and it's not one of the best teams that will play. It's not even close to one of the best teams that will play. But this game is really important because it's the last chance for the Maryland Terrapins to figure things out, the last tune-up before going in to Big Ten. We play them tonight at 7 o'clock in our own place at home, and this is it for the Terps. After this, every game, big-time game. I don't care who we play in this game, whether it's a program in a blue blood like a Michigan State, whether it's a team like Minnesota, whether it's Northwestern. I don't care who we play for the rest of this year. If it's someone in the Big Ten, they definitely can beat us. There's no one in the Big Ten that I look at and say that they can't beat us. I don't care if it's the number one team in the country in Purdue or the 11th ranked Illinois or Michigan. I don't care. The Big Ten is filled with teams that absolutely can beat us. Every team can beat us at home. They can beat us on the road. Wherever we play, these Big Ten teams are all very solid. And so I look at it as this game tonight against Coppin State is our last chance to figure things out. This has been a learning experience for this roster the entire year. And Coach Willard said it from the start. We might not be very good at the start. He said it. We probably won't be. We won't play our best basketball until later. We won't be very good probably to start the season. And that made sense to me. This team brought in new youth. And it was an interesting dynamic of a lot of people expecting a lot from the freshmen like Deshaun Harris-Smith and Jamie Kaiser. I think we gave them a little bit too high of expectations. So we knew that this that the start of the year was going to be about figuring things out. And I think we have figured out a lot. We have figured out that Jameer Young is our guy. We have figured out a lot. We've started to figure out the rotations and everything. But I still think there's a lot to get done and. Let's be real. It's not going to all be figured out against this game against Coppin State overall. But this is really Willard's last chance before it's in an actual, before we have to learn from an actual game that we actually could potentially lose. I'll talk about my predictions later, but it's it's our last chance before we go and play someone in the Big Ten. And we don't want to be finalizing things while we're playing Purdue, number one Purdue or Whoever, Illinois, number 11, Illinois. We don't want to be figuring things out. I don't care. I don't want to be figuring things out while we're playing Northwestern. So this is our last chance this year for Willard to finalize lineups, to finalize rotation, figure out who belongs where, what pieces, try different things. I don't mind if some things look a little bit different tonight. 
try them against Coppin State to get kind of a tell to see if this is something we want to bring out in Big Ten play. Try a different set. Try a new play. Try a different player in a different area. I don't mind. This is our last opportunity to try stuff against a Coppin State team that we should beat no matter what. And I haven't seen a consistent rotation. And I feel like that's important for a team. I feel like it's important for the guys to know exactly where they stand, how much they're going to play. And I'm sure they have their depth chart and all of that. Me being a college athlete, I understand that college coaches keep you in the loop a lot. You know, you know, you have a pretty good idea where you stand in the rotation. But I feel like Maryland, the Maryland team, I feel like the rotation is always different. It changes a lot. I mean, there is some consistency to it, but I feel like it's, we kind of ride the hot hand at times. Like if Kaiser's playing well, we'll leave him in there. If he's not playing his best, we'll take him out. It, it, it just, it's a little bit inconsistent, and I think there is value to the players knowing the rotation and having a consistent rotation. So I'm hoping that this is the last game that we figure it out going into the Purdue, the Purdue game. Obviously, a lot of it's about matchups, whether a team is playing man, whether a team's playing zone. It all just depends on matchups who we're going to play. But I just hope Kevin Willard has it all finalized. And he might have a pretty – he does probably have a, a pretty good idea of it, but it hasn't been very consistent in my opinion. So tonight is the last chance to figure out some of those things with the rotations, with a guy like Maddie's, is he in the rotation? I've seen him play some against UCLA, but was that because Swat and Rogers was in foul trouble? It's also a chance for Swan Rogers. Is he in the rotation? Is Noah Batchelor in the rotation? I've seen Noah Batchelor start a game early on the season that I've seen him haven't played at all. What exactly does the rotation look like? How many minutes is Jahari Long going to play? Is he almost going to play starting minutes? It's just a chance. Or same with Kaiser. Is he going to be the sixth man? Is how many minutes he's going to play? I hope they just, after this game, they can look at their out-of-conference, their whole out-of-conference, and say, we have all the information we need, and this is what we're going to do. This is the best strategy to go on into the Big Ten play. And so this Coppin State game gives you the last chance to tune up because the next game we play, Before this final tune-up against Coppin State, we go from Coppin State to playing the number one team in the country in Purdue on a week from now. It's next Thursday. So we play Coppin State today at home at 7, and then we go to play Purdue, the number one team in the country. Not number two, not number three, the best team right now in the country, according to the College Basketball Top 25. So that's why I'm saying It's so important that we have everything figured out because this Purdue game is going to be the biggest game of the year in terms of it's the best team we play. It's the number one team in the country, and we know they have the best player in the country, and Zach Eady, who's – that guy's the big, friendly giant. He makes plays down low. It's impossible to guard him, it seems like. If you double him, you give their shooters looks. They have – a lot going on and maybe the supporting cast isn't like amazing but they're the number one team in the country for a reason so we want to have everything figured out by this by next week thursday going into that purdue game so we can have a specific game plan for zach Eady. we know exactly how we want to attack purdue we know exactly what we want to do against purdue and we know exactly our rotations and our lineups and all that kind of stuff because guess what Remember last year what happened against Purdue? 
we beat them at home. And so you know they're going to be looking for revenge after we rush the court on them. You think they're trying to lose twice to us in Maryland and upset their really good season that they have going on? No, they're going to come for us. So we need to have everything figured out. And this Coppin State is the last chance to tune up before that. But also, but also, this is a chance, overall, I said, to, to tune up before the rest of the Big Ten games. Because right now we have zero quad one or quad two wins. And that's what the that's what the selection committee values. They value quad one and quad two wins. And right now we have zero. So we need to have everything straight and figured out because there's plenty of chances in the Big Ten to get even outside of Purdue to get quad one and quad two wins. And so if we want a chance in March, this game could matter in ways. You might not look at it as, oh, we might win no matter what, but this game could matter. Maybe a guy he realizes shouldn't be in the rotation and he takes him out or shouldn't be getting time or a guy that doesn't get much time, maybe he should play and all of a sudden we're looking at an impact type of player down the road for the Terps. Who knows how this could go, but in my opinion, this game is more important than people are going to give it credit for. It seems like just a wash game, but I think it's important for this final tune-up because after Purdue, it doesn't get much easier. You play Minnesota, you play Michigan, and then you go, and then you're at 11 Illinois. The game starts to matter a ton. So this Coppin State game is the final chance to be able to try things while you're still going to win the game. Because Big Ten play. You can't just be trying different things in the game because it can backfire on you quick and you can look and you're down 15 because you wanted to try something else different. You wanted to try a new lineup that you haven't tried or something like you try a new defense, different things like that. So I hope against this compensate team, I think this is the best way to attack it. Play all of your defenses. Make sure everything is ordered. Play zone, play man, play your press. Play maybe a even heavier full court press. Make sure that's in order. Try everything out because you want to make sure that the guys have everything. Use this as like kind of a practice where they try every single play. Try new looks that you haven't really done. Do everything against this compensate team because you want to make sure everything is in order and everything is ready to go because you can practice it a ton, but it's different doing stuff in the game. So get that, get every possible thing on film against this compensate team. And then we move on to Purdue. But this game is the final tune-up for the Terps. Everyone outside of Jameer Young needs to show me something tonight before Big Ten play. I'll tell you about that after this ad from the Game Time app. Have you ever wanted to go to a game at the last minute like a Maryland Terrapins game, but finding tickets is hard? I've been there before. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guaranteed, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
Some Maryland players need to show me something outside of Jameer Young. I came on here and said, I feel kind of worse about the Maryland basketball team after that win against against UCLA, even though it was a huge win and all that. But I thought it brought out new things that I haven't quite seen. Like I saw Julian Reese really struggle. I said we were way too Jameer Young dependent, and that's not going to work against some of the better teams we're going to play. And UCLA is one of the better teams we have played this year. But against some of the top notches in the Big Ten and pretty much all the Big Ten, it's not going to work, in my opinion, being so Jameer Young dependent. So we need these other players to step up. Everyone else needs to show me something tonight and the rest of the season for me to feel more comfortable about our team overall and the outlook of our season, and if we can really do damage in the Big Ten. And this is the last chance really to show me before Big Ten play. But I'm just going to go over what I think these players need to show me and what they need to improve on and what needs to get better quickly before we take on the number one team in the country. If we realistically want to have any shot of upsetting a Purdue or any other big-time teams that we play in the Big Ten. Number one, Julian Reese needs to get back on track. Out of everyone in our lineup, he's probably, besides Jameer Young, I'm least concerned about Julian Reese. He's put it on film for years now that he's going to do some really good things, and he's one of the better players in the Big Ten. He just had a bad game against UCLA, and I might have overreacted. But if he has another bad game tonight against Coppin State, I'm going to start to be worried. And there were things against UCLA that are still like concerns. It's not like they weren't concerned and that they don't have a chance of repeating itself or it's not, or it's like stuff that we haven't seen from Julian Reese. There's stuff that we've seen that have been concerns about Julian Reese that I need to get better going into big 10 play. And after this game against Coppin state, he needs to get back on track because it was his worst performance I have seen in a while. He had 23 minutes. He shot 16.7 from the free throw line, had 1.2 turnovers, and 0% from the field. We need to get him back going and back on track against Coppin State. No one should be able to guard him down low against Coppin State, but I need for one thing for sure. I need that free throw percentage to look better. It looked better at times this year. There's still kind of that hitch in the shot that makes you kind of as a viewer, like, oh, I don't know if it's going in. It, it doesn't, it's not a pretty shot. It's it's not, we're just going to be honest. It's not a pretty free throw shot. We need him to make free throws because he's going to go to the line a lot with the amount of touches he gets down low. Teams are going to start playing him hard, playing him aggressively, especially if they have their backup center in there. When their backup center gets minutes or their backup bigs or whatever, they're going to tell him, you commit some of those fouls that you have. Get this guy hard because this guy's going to go to the line. He's going to go 1 for 2. He's going to go 0 for 2 a lot of the time. And when he might have made a shot here or gone down low and made a 2, we're going to foul him instead, and he's going to have to go to the line and make 2 because that's what teams are going to do. And if he shoots such a low percentage from the free throw line, he can't shoot 16% from the free throw line. It's just not going to be good enough. And he can't go quiet like that again. Because in big-time play, I promise you, Jameer Young isn't going to be able to save the day. I love Jameer Young, but he might be able to do it once. But dropping 40 almost, dropping 37, I think it was, 
Dropping 37 isn't something that just happens in college basketball night in or night out. Jameer Young, sure, he can go get 20, but dropping 37 can't rely on Jameer Young to do that. And so Julian Reese has to be there for us. We need him to get back on track going into Big Ten play. And hopefully these worries on the free throw line and him being quiet and foul trouble is another one. Big time foul trouble. I forgot to mention that. Foul trouble was the big second one. He can't do that, and I need him to clean some of that up. He's got to learn how to play without fouling, which I think a lot of basketball needs to learn how to do better. It's hard, but it's just something you have to do. Dante Scott has been one of the few bright spots over the last couple of games. We need him to continue that because I am not convinced yet. I'll be honest with you. Last game outside of Jameer Young, he was the one that had a, a really solid game with 17 points. I'm not convinced. I'm not sold on Dante Scott doing that because I've seen him been up and down this year. So why would I be consistent? Why would I be sold? I've seen him do some really good things in the years past, and he's supposed to be supposed to be our third scorer, but I still need to see more from Dante Scott. I need to see more better, more performances in a row. I need to see him be consistent and continue this Dante Scott that I've seen over these last couple of games. I need him to see him get, we're going to need him to get like 13, 14 points a game. We're going to need that scoring. We're going to need him to continue to shoot a really high percentage from the three-point line. His three-point shot has been looking nice, but I'm not convinced yet. I need him to continue to show what he has, what he has in the last couple of games. But he's definitely on the right track. He's definitely been playing his best basketball at the right time going into big-time play, and we need Dante Scott. So I need him to continue to show that, and it starts tonight against Coppin. Hopefully he continues that high percentage from the three-point line. We're going to need him to steal a couple of threes. We're going to need that score because we know we struggle at times overall in scoring the ball. Deshaun Harris-Smith did some really good things against UCLA, but I want to continue to see that. Talk about consistency. No one has been consistent outside of Jameer Young. I'll be honest. And Deshaun Harris-Smith hasn't been consistent at all. If you look at his numbers, his free throw percentage shooting and his three-point percentage shooting, are they're terrible right now. I'll be honest, they're terrible, and we need him to get better, but he did do some good things against UCLA. He got to the bucket. He made a three. I want him to trust that jumper because we're gonna we're, pro- we're probably going to need him to make some shots, and he's been definitely up and down, more down in terms of shooting the ball, but there's times where he has his pull-up jumper open, and I know he has that in his bag, and I know he works on that, but times that teams kind of they kind of play the drive and the pull-ups wide open. And it's a tough shot to hit, but I think he can hit that those pull-up mid-range jumpers. I think that's the next step of his game. I don't know if that's a this season type of thing, but next season really. But maybe he can start bringing that up. I really want to see him trust the shot and be way more consistent from the free throw line because a guy like him gets to the free throw line so much, it can really cost us a game or two if he shoots a low percentage from the free throw line, or we do as a team, of course. but specifically him because he can get to the line he gets the rim a lot of the times trust that right hand too but we're going to need him to play more consistent and it starts tonight against cop and just like i said like for dante scott and julian reese jamie kaiser shot selection is questionable I, i saw him take a horrible shot against ucla i need him to clean some of that up Obviously, we want him shooting the ball. We want him shooting the three ball. He has a really pretty shot, really nice shot, one of the best shooters on the team. But I just need him to clean up the shot selection at times and stay involved. And sometimes he can attack the rim. He's got a big body. He's not the best of athlete in terms of, like, explosiveness or, like, 
quickness or anything like that. Like he's nowhere near what like Jahar or not Jahari Jameer Young is with the ball in his hand. But that's not what he is as a player. But he can still get to the rim sometimes. So I need him to take better shot selection at times because sometimes it's definitely questionable and it definitely can hurt us in some possessions. And then last but not least, Jahari Long. I want I need him to continue to come off the bench and continue to be aggressive. Some games he's aggressive. Some games he's not. And we need that aggressive scoring for him off the bench. I don't even think, to be honest, I don't even think there's much of a gap right now between Deshaun Harris-Smith and Jahari Long. I don't think there's much of a gap. I think they're pretty similar. I think Jahari Long shoots the ball a little bit better. I think Deshaun Harris-Smith has a higher ceiling. But Jahari Long right now and Deshaun Harris-Smith aren't that different in my opinion. So Jahari Long can come off the bench and do some really good things. And I, But in some days, he drops like 10, and I'm like, perfect. Other days, he doesn't really shoot the ball. I want him to try and get to the rim. We need his scoring off the bench. We need him to be that bench scoring and that bench creator because I talked about it last podcast. We don't have very many shot creators, but Jahari Long can be that sometimes. We need him to create his own shot. Let's get into some predictions of this game. Who wins this game by how much? You guys probably know what I'm going to say all already but let's still talk about it i'll tell you my predictions after this ad from FanDuel. as the weather gets colder the nfl offers stay hot on FanDuel. right now new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet that's 150 bucks if your team wins if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action the app is easy to use there's wide range of betting options including spreads player props over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Maryland wins this game huge. There's no other way to say it. I've kind of tried to shy away from it because I don't like putting a team down, but this Coppin State team is bad. They're pretty terrible. They're 1-12, and, and they're one of the worst in all of Division One. Ken Palm has them ranked as the least efficient scoring team in all of D1. They can't score the ball, and they turn over the ball. Horrible, horrible kind of combination to win games. They're giving team free buckets. They're getting teams free buckets, and they're also not able to get the ball into the rim or in through the net, excuse me. So I'm looking at this game, and I'm thinking – Maryland wins this game. I mean, it's not much thinking that has to go into it. Coppin State's just not a very good team, even without kind of doing some research about how bad they are offensively and how inefficient they are and being one of the, the worst team in Division One in terms of scoring the ball. It, it's the brands, right? you got a Maryland team versus a Coppin State team. Maryland's going to have much more talent. Maryland's going to have more guys. Maryland's able to get some of the better players in the country. And Coppin State isn't. Of course, they lost their coach, Juan Dixon, who is the former Terp, who couldn't really get this program going, one of the best Maryland per players of all time. But only once have they scored above 62. And the rest of the time, they're, above, they're below. They're hovering around 50 points. And they just can't score the ball. And right now, the spread is at 31 points. It's so many points. I like I don't even want to pick like Maryland against to to cover the points. I don't know. It's 30 the spread is 31. I don't know. But the Terps will definitely win this game. 
if they don't win this game, we're in trouble. But there's even the Maryland could play a bad game and still win this game. That's what I'm saying. Try different things out. This is the last tune-up. But I also think Maryland's going to force them to turn over the ball a lot. And that Maryland light 2-2 press that they do, it's not even really to turn people over. But I think Coppin State, they're, they turn the ball over a lot. I can see our players getting turned and I also think that Coppin State's defense isn't very good. I think Maryland should be able to get what they want. I expect a big day from Julian Reese. I don't think Coppin State's big enough or athletic enough to match up with him down low. But expect a lot of different players to play. Expect the rotation to be heavy. Expect no one to play a ton of minutes, especially because this is our final game before the Purdue game. And we don't, in Big Ten play, we don't need any unnecessary injuries. So expect a lot of people to play. Definitely. So a lot of players will see the court for sure. Like expect a guy like Jonathan Lamothe to get a lot of minutes. But overall, this this game should be a blowout. They have one player who averaged who's averaging double figures. So and his name is Justin Winston. Only one player, and he only averages thirteen point seven. So you can look at their point averages. You can look at they've only scored about sixty to like one time you can look at how other websites rank them offensively they're horrible offensively and they sh- and we should have and Maryland's pretty solid defensively so we have, should have no trouble guarding them but that's all we have for today make sure you like and subscribe we're here every day talking Maryland football and basketball tomorrow we'll talk about the music city bowl and that all that going on with Maryland's bowl game but thank you for listening to locked on terps Thank mm-hmm. you.